The time is uh, 26 minutes to 8. This is Conversations on Energy FM 102.1 and Choice FM 101.1. Parenting expert Dr. Meg Maker says everyone should parent their boys with an image in their minds of what they want them to be like as they age into adulthood. Author of motivational books and life coach Abeneza Mamabulo joins me in studio now for our weekly motivation to talk about urgent lessons to learn for men and women to teach their boy children. You're more than welcome to join us in conversation. Our WhatsApp text line is 079-295-1212, You can send us an SMS to 47861. 47861. Start each SMS with the short code EFM and each SMS is charged at 1 Rand 15. We would also love to hear from you. You can give us a call. Have your say. Call us now on 015-151-1058. Good evening and welcome to Conversations, Mr. Mamabulo. Ah, good evening and thank you for having me. Are you well? I'm very well. How are you? I'm well, thank you. I've been following the discourse around gender-based violence in the country because that ultimately leads to people talking about what conditioning a lot of boy children are put through, right? Mm-hmm. From, yes. from as young as they start comprehending what they're being taught. But why should parents actually reprioritize conditioning the boy child? What's missing in the status quo? You know, I was as I was preparing for this lesson, I, re- I was reminded of my own childhood. Where in my childhood, I don't know if maybe others grew up in better childhoods than me, but when we were growing up, I remember this instance where there was this fight on the street. And when this fight was happening in the street, I went in to interject. And when I went in there, I myself got beaten. And when I went to report to the older guys who were older than me, they were surprised that I was beaten. And to to their surprise, I was beaten by a woman. And they said, what kind of a man are you that you would let a woman beat you like this? And when I, when I went back and I thought about this, I remember that, no, but what these guys are teaching me, I've never seen this happening in my own family. I've never seen my father raise his hand towards my mother. And where would I be getting these lessons from? And it's when I started to think about what is it that society is really teaching us or what what, have, what are they conditioning us to think? And I also remember that, no, I've been attending a lot of weddings. And to my surprise, the, I don't know, there was never a wedding that I attended where I was, where the maybe those who were initiating them, who were teaching men or giving them some advices. I never had any one of them telling them, no, this is how you treat, uh, this is how you satisfy a woman's need, this is how you make her feel like a queen. All we are hearing or all the, all that was taught or that I, I was part of that I heard was that they were teaching a woman how to sacrifice, how to do everything to, to meet the needs of a man and there was never a chance where the man was taught, how do you please a woman? How do you meet her needs? And it's in this in, in, in this context that I would like us to think that it's not enough that the, the society that we might have grown up does not know any better. But it is our responsibility as we grow up and as we mature to learn what is good for us and what's not good for us. And those things that are bad for us, we need to let them go and adopt styles or ways of thinking that would help us have a better society that would enable us as men and women to live together in harmony. 
You made this realization about that incident dating back to your childhood now. Have you discussed it with anyone to sort of establish if a lot of people are sort of also thinking along the same lines? I've also seen it a lot of, a lot of times when even my friends, when they post on social media, okay. they would even reference that. No, you remember that? You know, one example would be that, you know, a lot of us got introduced to sex in, in our childhood when we were playing. And you, you, I don't know if you remember, but when we would, we would go and, and play Mantohane, someone would say that I want to be a father. But that that moment when a guy wanted to be a father, it had nothing to do with nurturing the family, taking good care of the family. But it was the nature of saying that, no, they, there are some sexual benefits that a father would be having. So it's it's in, the, in, the, in, in that element or in that type of thinking that we need to challenge and get rid of. I genuinely do remember the experience of playing house. I don't think I... I ever had the ex- excitement of wanting to play the role of mom because mom just always did seem like somebody who's overburdened with a lot of responsibilities and so forth. So that is actually quite an important observation you've made. But now, what lessons should parents then impart to their male children? But I would imagine the tricky part of it is how do you know what to impart if your thinking is also quite problematic and needs to be re-looked at? Yes, it, it starts first with you as the parent, or if maybe you don't have a parent who would be teaching you this, it starts first with you. What are some of the things that you yourself wouldn't like someone to do to you? Like, f- for example, one of the lessons that we need to learn or we need to teach is that women were not created for men's pleasure. Pleasure is supposed to be both ways. I need to be in a relationship with you and you are meeting my needs or you are fulfilling the needs that I have. In the same way that both of both of us need to have our needs met. But the way we've been taught is that women have been taught to be uh, to be subjects to to be subject to men's pleasures and that's not good because it's very toxic to them and even even the issues that we've got we've got a, a, we've got a lot of men who've got a sense of entitlement who believe that no a woman needs to give me this and if the woman does not give me this for example if the, if the woman does not give me sex then I will take it by force and it's not true so we, we need to get to that realization that no women were not created solely for the pleasure of men they themselves were created for a purpose in the same way that we as men were created for a purpose and they need to be given the chance to either say yes towards our advancement or no and not to, to feel ashamed or to feel like something is missing in their lives if they don't want to do what maybe we as men might want them to do another one we need to get to a point where we teach each other about our needs it's not enough for you to say that no i think that uh, my partner needs this we need to even have the conversation to say that no what are your needs and i like what one of my mentors said he talks about the needs that men and women have now the first the, the, we've got three primary needs that men have men have got uh, the need for sex respect and recreational companionship but it's different from the same needs it's the needs that men have are not the same as the needs that women have now the the needs that women have would be love conversation and affection now when you look at these things if you are solely going to be a male looking at whatever relationship you would be looking at it from your own perspective and your own selfish desires you would be meeting your own needs at the expense of your partners and your partner's needs needs to also be coming into picture to say that no okay i myself might have a primary need of sex but my partner does not have the same primary need that i have but what is it that i as a man can do to make sure that this need when when this need of mine is met she also has got the joy or the fulfillment of making 
of helping me get this need of mine. And it's when when I was growing up, when I was studying, trying to realize that no, what is it that we men, why 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 is sex so 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 important to us men? And it's it's not the same, it's not of the same importance as these women. And I realized that the problem was that we as men tend to think that sex makes us pleasurable in the same way. But when you check or when you because I asked uh, my my uh, the women that I have around me to say no, is the, are you feeling the same way about sex as we as men are feeling? And some of them told me that no, that's not how I feel. You might want to have sex and it might gives you pleasure, but to me it doesn't give me pleasure. Then the key would be how can I as a man, if this need of mine is a primary need, how can I make this pleasurable to a woman? Then you get into things like uh, tantric sex and all those other other uh, practices that would help and enhance your sex life. Now when you do that as a male you are having your need met and you are making the the woman's help the the woman you are helping the woman who's helping you fulfill that need you have make that experience pleasurable so now it's no longer a burden to her it's an activity that she enjoys doing because she is also getting pleasure but the moment when you are discarding her own need and you don't even take care of her needs now you are being selfish and we know that if someone is being selfish over time they are being toxic and now you no longer even want to be around them so that's some of the lessons that we learn and we need to teach what is that tantric sex what does that mean it's it's the form of sex that i uh, it's it's more of like having sex wholly where it not only stimulates your sexual organs but it stimulates your body holistically okay. from your head up until uh, yes we're talking about urgent lessons to learn from men or rather for men and women to teach their boy children with author of motivational books and life coach Ebenezer Mamabolo, you would like to join us in the conversation? Do send us a WhatsApp message to 079-295-1212, or you can send us an SMS to 47861, that's 47861. Start each SMS with a short code EFM, and each SMS is charged at one rand fifty. We continue with this motivation after the break. Have your say. Call us now on 015-151-1058. Conversations, Mondays to Thursdays, 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. Have your say. Call us now on 015-151-1058. The time is 10 minutes to 8. This is Conversations on Energy FM 102.1 and Choice FM 101.1. We're talking about urgent lessons to learn for men and for women to teach their boy children with author of motivational books and life coach Ebenezer Mamabolo. Joining the conversation, our WhatsApp text line is 079 or you can send us an SMS to 47861. That's 47861. Start each SMS with the short code EFM. And each SMS is charged at 1 Rand 50. I love the example that you started the conversation with because it, it, it shows you just how back the problem of um, gender inequalities actually dates, right? Yes. And I wanted us to then talk about displaying emotion. And the sort of lessons that will then be given to the boy child. Because obviously when when conversations also take place, then around gender-based violence, you also hear of um, 
single parenting coming into the fore, wherein you have mothers saying that sometimes it's important for the boy child to actually hear from a father figure. It can be an uncle, it can be their biological father, and so forth. What happens if a father has always been told that displaying emotion is not manly it's 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 a shy it's, it's a sign of weakness and and that's a lesson that they've been given by other father figures in their life and now they're going to impart it to a boy child is it a good one is it not no it's not a good one because i remember one time the moment when i got the news i remember when i got the news the tragic news that my dad had been diagnosed in the hospital and i had no one to talk to and I remember I had this pain and anger with me that I had towards uh, the first person that I displayed my anger towards was even God himself. Asking myself, why would he why would he let such a thing happen to my father? And what helped me was that there was this friend of mine who would usually call me. She would usually call me and say, Ebenezer, are you okay? Are you okay? And initially, I, I, I wouldn't say, I would say, I would always say that I'm okay. I'm okay. But this one time, this one night, I remember I was in my uncle's study and I started to cry. And I, I started to pour myself out to say that, no, this is what's bothering me. This is what has happened to me. And this is how it's affecting me. And immediately when I shared with her, I felt the pain and the anger that was within me subsiding. So sometimes when we were taught this thing that, no, a man isn't supposed to display emotion. He isn't supposed to cry because it's a sign of weakness. No, no, no. When you are showing how vulnerable you are to your woman or to whoever it is that you are showing your vulnerability towards, it also builds connection. And I remember even one of the probably maybe I would call the most important dates that I went on was that instead of me asking all of those other questions that people would usually ask I went deep to ask her what are some of the painful moments that you have in your life that you would want me to know about and when she shared with me I also shared with her what are some of those painful moments in my lives that I would like her to know about so that perhaps maybe something happens between us and she, she she wouldn't recognize who I would ever become because she would have pressed a trigger in my life. And when I shared with her that and I even cried, I, I felt a sense of relief and she even embraced me so much more because of my vulnerability. So being vulnerable and sharing what your insecurities are as a man, it's not a sign of weakness. And sometimes some of even the issues that we've got towards uh, gender-based violence, they are caused by bottled up emotions. You find that we've, we as men might have anger issues. We've got issues that we've never dealt with, issues that we've never even sought help for that have bottled up in our, in our lives. And one innocent girl or one innocent woman would come and try to be to become an asset in our lives but because we've got this this lots of emotions we would even explode on them so showing emotion is not a sign of weakness but it's a sign of power when you are so secure in yourself you are so secure in who you are and who you are becoming that you are allow you would allow someone else to come and see you for who you are and who you are becoming it also builds intimacy we spoke about this last time about some of the things that we need to do to build us intimacy around us another thing would be that there is no there is no shame even in seeking help because you know most of the time we'd find that when we as men have got issues that we might be afraid to share with our with our fellow men we, we might even feel a, a sense of maybe shame going maybe to see a psychologist or shame going to see a, a counselor and there's no shame in that when you've got some challenges that you are going through that are that are troubling you that might even influence you to to explode and do violent tendencies go there's no shame in seek, in seeking for help go and if you 
you don't have someone who's close to you that you could share or you could pour out your heart to, seek professional help. That would help you to ease up the load that you might have emotionally. Another one would be that men have got this tendency. You know, a lot of men have been hurt by... I remember a friend of mine telling me about his story. He said, that there was this girl that I loved very much. I took her to school. I supported her towards all her schooling. And when she when she graduated and she started working, when she started to experience a taste of, of what a life would be at work and all those things, when she gained her independence or rather freedom, she started to miss me. She started to not treat me well. And eventually, she left me for another guy. And because of that pain, most of us, we've got these stories. We know of our uncles or our brothers who have done the same to someone and yet they, they themselves got hurt. But we need to appreciate that there is no shame. There is nothing wrong with you developing your partner. When you, I, I like what, my, what one of my mentors said. He said that it's better for you to develop someone and have a better version of them than for you not to develop them and have the worst version of them. So it's also beneficial when you are developing your partner. Develop them in the sense that I want them to become the best version of themselves. Not I am developing them because I will benefit this and that. Because tomorrow, if it turns out that you are developing the wrong person, if they do those things, then you would, you would have the peace of heart and the peace of mind in your heart that no, I was not developing developing them because I had this selfish ulterior motive that I wanted to gain, but I was doing it for the benefit of them and our relationship. One of the many arguments that come to the fore when people talk about why there is this growing amount of violence in the country mm-hmm. is issues of saying that most of these perpetrators come from dysfunctional families and that they possibly grew up in a family where there was an abusive parent who you know, victimized the entire family and so forth. And the idea then becomes that children do as they see their parents doing. Let's talk about that as we we wrap up now, Ebenezer, because we're running out of time. But this issue of young people, right, growing up and um, doing that which they've seen elders in their lives doing, what do you think about that? I think that we, as we are growing up and we've been exposed to those toxic environments, we need to come to a point where we realize that what we learned from our parents or what we learned from whoever we learned these things from did did so because of of their own ignorance. And now we shouldn't be or duplicate the toxicity that they might have given us or they might have taught us. And I remember one friend of mine sharing with me and he said that I grew up in this kind of environment. Now I'm married. I used to beat my wife when we had quarrels and all those things but he said that no one day i came to the realization that no if someone was doing this to my own daughter would i love it and when he came to that realization and he came and realized that no he wouldn't love this if this was done to his daughter he said that i began to change instead of me always raising up my hands because of what i learned from my parents what i learned from my grandparents what i learned from the men in the community that are that was around me i started to change and when i started to change and no longer beat my wife and I started to have conversations with her and I allowed her to express her own emotions. My wife started to become happier. And when I heard that and him telling me that because he grew up in this toxic environment, I realized that no, it's possible. So for us to be able to change whatever it is, lessons that we might have had learned from whoever it is that we might have had learned, we need to have a willing heart, a willing attitude to be saying that no, I might have had learned this, but this is not good. If someone was doing this to my mother, if someone was doing 
this to my sister or to my to to my own daughter i wouldn't love it and when you do that when when you come to that realization then realize that no, the next person that you would be doing this to they themselves wouldn't love it so you need to change or improve uh, whatever it is that you might be wanting to improve in your life Look, Ebenezer, this discussion around urgent lessons for parents to learn is is quite urgent. Yes. And unfortunately, we're restricted with time and there's only so much that we can discuss. But obviously, it's a start. But what does one then do moving from here onwards? What if one says, I genuinely think that what I've been teaching to my son has to be re-looked at. But what books do I read? What podcasts do I listen to to just make sure that I fully understand what is problematic conditioning and what isn't no some of the books that changed my life uh there is a book by my, my mentor John C Maxwell. He, he talks about in his book everyone communicates but few connect. Make sure you get that book. Another one, it's also another book by him. He calls it Winning with People. Another one would be by uh, Napoleon Hill. He talks about how to win and influence people. Now those are the books that taught me about relationships and I would recommend that you also get them. And also another, some of the books, even my own book, there, there is a segment in my book where I talk about how do you build yourself as a man that you will be able to translate it to building and growing yourself so also get my book there are no secrets to success what is our quote of the week our quote for the week also comes from john maxwell and he says that a man must be big enough to admit his mistakes smart enough to profit from them and strong enough to correct them your contact details please my contact details on all of the social medias just search for ebenezer mambolo and if you're on twitter search for king underscore ab and when you're booking me as a coach and as a speaker contact me on 071-639-7807 ebenezer mambolo good evening and uh, thank you ah, it's always a pleasure we are having a discussion coming up next Conversations, Mondays to Thursdays, 6.30pm to 8.30pm with Rebecca Parler.